Welcome to the official podcast of the Canberra Raiders. So close to the Raiders. And Papali would be an appropriate man to score. He's done it. He's done it. Brought to you by OAC Digital. Come join us as we go behind the limelight. Hello and welcome to Behind the Wall, the Raiders' official podcast, thanks to OAC Digital. Round 16 sees the Raiders travel up to Wollongong to take on the Dragons at Wynn Stadium after that win against the Knights in round 15 before the representative round. Joining me on the podcast this week is Lauren Pritchard. Hello. And Raiders centre, Sebastian Chris. How are you, Seb? Good, thanks. That's good to hear and good to have you on the show. First of all, obviously wearing the, uh, the beanies this week. It is beanies for brain cancer around in the NRL and the Raiders will be, of course, um, supporting that cause all the week through helping to promote the wonderful work that the Mark Hughes Foundation does. Uh, the game itself, players will be running out in the beanies um, for that game. So if you're sitting around where the Raiders will run out at Wynn Stadium, keep an eye out. You might grab a beanie from one of the boys as they run out uh, on the weekend. Um, as I said... Had the week off last week due to rep round, but there's plenty to wrap up, so let's go around the horn. First up was rep round. Um, successful for most of the participants from the Raiders. I think Sammy Valame was the only one uh, who might have missed out on a victory. Oh, and Papa, of course, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was a great weekend. We had the three boys in the under-19s, Trey Brown, Mark Lassamilla, who got the win, and they all played really, really well. And Rapper and Taps from the Kiwis team, who also won. And yeah, Sammy made his VJ debut, so it was great to see him make his debut there. And yeah, obviously also Papa, who played in the Origin on Sunday night. Yeah, it said you were out at the stadium on Friday night you, for the Women's Origin. Did you enjoy the atmosphere and the game out there? Yeah, 100%. It was good to see everyone coming to support the women's. They nearly had more than we did. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. That was great. So yeah, I think it was good. Yeah, yeah, I think eleven thousand three hundred Braves cold on the Friday night to get out and support that game, and the atmosphere was fantastic. So well done to everybody who made their way out there. In terms of rap footy, though, um, as you mentioned, uh, Taps and Raps both excelled for the Kiwis, and it was good to see them play some good football, um, seven, and show what they've been doing this year. Yeah, without a doubt, they're two of our best players, and just being able to watch them play for their country was was good to see. Yep, the Fiji PNG game was a tight one, Loz. Semi Valame was very strong there, played in the centres, um, which was good to see, and um, and did his he did himself and his family proud in that game as well. He really did. It was so good to see him named in that team, and um, they obviously went down, but it would have been a great experience for him to be in that camp all week as well. Yeah, and we of course had Trey, uh, Michael, and uh, Brad all playing in the game on Friday night. They had a big win over Queensland, and yeah, unfortunately for Papa, um, the Queensland didn't get the win, so it goes to a game three. Um, Jack White and obviously in contention for that game three after his awesome performance in the first origin but unfortunately missed out uh, last week due to the COVID protocols so um, good to have him back this week. Um, speaking of players back this week, Charles Nickel Cookstar returns from a hamstring injury, he's been named on the bench. Uh, great inclusion said to have a player of Charles' calibre back in the team this week. Yeah and his leadership as well, he's very good with the boys helping us lead us around the park, it's good. He went down was in that game against Souths uh, uh, out of Dubbo, making that you know big play to keep the ball in the field, and and then obviously was injured. But um, you know, as uh, Seb said, having his experience back in the team is a big thing for him. Yeah, it is. Um, I think initially he was meant to be out to around eighteen or nineteen, so it's good that his um, rehab's gone really well. And yeah, just having him back, he's starting on the bench this week, but it'll be interesting to see where he lines up and 
what happens during the game. Yep, that's for sure. Seb, uh, how was the week off, mate? You obviously got to have a few days off because of the rep round. You feel nice and refreshed coming back into this game? Yeah, I do. It was good to get, get away and get away from footy as well. Just not worrying about training or anything like that. Just focusing on myself and my partner. It was good to get away. Yeah, that's it. I think um, the boy, a couple of the boys said that, uh, obviously Rick said, get away from footy for the whole week. Don't think about it. Don't come into training, whatever. And I think Corey Walsworth said he played golf every day. And it was just like, I suppose it's a really good freshen up. And with another boy in a couple of weeks, Loz, um, it can really set us up for the back end of the season by having uh, troops fit and available. Yeah, it's great time to have when we have I think three games in five weeks all up. So it's great that they can be have a bit of a break, be refreshed, and come back ready to vote for the final rounds. We'll have a look at the game against the Dragons and preview that a little bit later. Um, but I will mention now that we've of course got the score Raiders playing this weekend up against the score Dragons. They'll be actually the curtain raiser. Um, in between the New South Wales Cup fixture and the first grade fixture on the weekend. And David um, Campion, who plays in that score Raiders team, number three, he's been reminding me weekly at GIO Stadium to make sure that I give them a mention on the podcast. So, Dave, to you and Sam and the rest of the team that are playing this weekend, all the best of luck uh, in that game against the score Dragons on the weekend. Feels like forever ago uh, that we played the Newcastle Knights at GIO Stadium. Um, it was a, another really strong first half performance. Lauren, the team got out to that 14 uh, 0 lead and scored a couple of tries early on. Yeah, and looking back at the replay, I think we could have scored a couple more as well. So to lead 14 6 at the break, we let it try in really close to half time, but it was a really strong first half. And Nick Kotrick um, is back in that try scoring mood, Sebi. And, um, you've been playing out there alongside him. Um, he seems to be growing a leg and, and getting better and better each week. Yeah, 100%. He's just, it's good having him outside me. He's always talking to me. And he, he brings the ball back very hard. And he's always on the end of the line. Yeah, he's a he's a finisher, that's for sure. He, he does love that little one where he goes in, engages the line, hits him, spins and scores in the corner. So that was good to see. And, uh, he's uh, your centre partner on the other edge, Matty uh, Timicor also had a good try and was good to see him continue his good form. Yeah, it would give him a lot of confidence, he's, even, though, even though he already has heaps. <laughs> <laughs> he's one of those players though that's probably, um, and I reckon you're in the same boat, you've both sort of flown under the radar a little bit this year, you're just turning up and doing your jobs each week. Do you feel like um, you know you, you guys are a good pairing at the moment? I know you play different sides of the field, but in terms of the centres? Yeah, I think so. We always have a, a little competition or a little challenge for each other and we just feed off each other. Both being young players, it's good It's good to have us in there and going hard. What type of challenges do you talk about? Are you talking about, you know, maybe who's going to make the most carries this week or the most tackles or most non-missed uh, tackles? Probably biggest shot or <laughs> tries. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, love to see that. Um, Loz, uh, the, the form of Jets Harpening this season has just been phenomenal but I want to highlight one little individual effort which probably led to us winning that game and there was two minutes 30 seconds left on the clock Newcastle attacking our line they put in a kick um, and right on the right on the goal line and guess who's there to clean it up taps he picks the ball up not only does he get it in our in goal he gets the ball back into the field of play which then leads to the Raiders being able to have a new set and then get a penalty and we go down the other end and score that play for me sums up where he's at this year. He's just had such an incredible year. So run out describing words for him, and he's done that kind of thing on numerous occasions. Now there was a, 
I think 15 minutes to go, he made an ankle tight there and got scoring off that play, but he's just always there and he does save so many tries and just has, like, just makes such an effort and a lot of those guys are just, but that's just how he's been playing, he's just been playing so well. Do you feel when he's out on the field at the moment, said that the confidence that he brings to the team while he's out there, I know he has to, he plays in a position where he can't, you know, full 80 minutes is a big effort, but he's playing big minutes and I just I just feel like when he's out there, something always seems like it's going to happen. Yeah, it's like there's an aura of energy coming off him because everyone just lights up. Even for me, I love seeing him in there, taking them big carries, those big efforts, chasing down people. It's good to see. Yeah, for those people who, who haven't or can't remember that game, go back and watch that effort to get that ball back in. I mean, it was phenomenal. And then that obviously led to the match when play. Hudson Young, another player who's been really strong uh, this season, Loz, he pulls out a bit of uh, individual brilliance to, to steal the win. Yeah, tackle three, he makes, um, puts in a little kick and obviously saw Caleb was in the line defending and yeah, came away with the try, so good on him for backing himself is something I think they're so good about at training with Whitey, so put that into practice and was able to win the match for us. It's a pretty brave, brave play they've said because it's all or nothing, if, you, if it doesn't come off you lose the game, and, but when they do come off they can be a special play. Yeah, I don't think anyone knew he was going to do it and as he was doing it I know I was thinking Oh no. <laughs> and then I saw he was, he was the closest one to the ball and he got it down and one we changed. I was so happy. Yeah, that no, was it. Was, and it was such a big game for us because um, in the context of the season, if we dropped that game against the Knights, we probably would have dropped out of that top eight sort of contention and it would have made it really hard. But now we've got this game against the Dragons this weekend and we'll talk about it in a minute, but it just kept us in touch with where we needed to be. Especially coming into wrap round too, just with that break, just to then, yeah, then another game and then a bye just puts us in a good position. Um, and we'll probably talk about it more later, but just in terms of how results go this weekend, if we're able to win, um, yeah, it puts us in a good spot. Absolutely. Seb, it would have been a long two weeks if we didn't win that game, I imagine. Yeah, very long. <laughs> yeah, we needed that. Yeah, we sure did. Uh, that's, we'll put that one to bed there. The Raiders are two points over the Knights. Uh, great victory there at Chino Stadium in round 15. Sebastian Chris is our special guest on the podcast this week, thanks to OAC Digital. Seb, you've had a, an interesting season, um, a few disruptions. Um, I think you've been in COVID isolation for at least a couple of weeks, um, in and out of the side, playing different sides of the field, um, off the bench. How are you feeling that your season's gone so far? And, and I suppose you probably feel a little bit more comfortable now that you've sort of um, you know cemented a position. Yeah, as you said, very rocky start to my season. Uh, I wasn't expecting it at all. I remember last year I was kind of straight in and in contention for a position and it kind of struck me by surprise, but I'm happy to, yeah, as you said, have a position now and, and able to play week in, week out. It's given me a lot of confidence. How did you handle that mentally? Because that's a, that's a big thing for a young player when you're, when you're not sure where you're fitting into the team at the moment and you, you got to try and find a way to, to get yourself back in there. How do you handle that? Uh, yeah, it would be tough, but for me, I just, I didn't really think about it too much. I just thought about week to week, game, uh, day to day, what I needed to do for the team and the club. I was happy to go wherever, whoever Steve wanted me to go. Do you feel like you're finding at home at Left Centre now that we spent the probably the best part of two months there? Uh, yeah. I hope so. It's uh, I am left-handed. It's my favourite side of the field, so I I do enjoy playing there. 
Yeah. Does it make a big? We've asked this question to a few boys before, but do you find it makes a difference? Like obviously, um, left and right. You know, some players step off different feet. Some players have a better, you know, skill passing one way, or they can kick off a certain foot. Do you, is that where you feel most comfortable? Yeah, I would say it does make a difference. Obviously, you can learn to play both sides, but you you will always have a, a dominant side that you prefer to go to. The, the game for me that, that stands out from you so far this season was that game against the Sharks in Magic Round. You just had an absolute blinder that day. You were you know, chasing through kicks, putting shots on, your carries out of your own end were outstanding. Um, do you look back at that game and think, that's the sort of performance that I want to be sort of, you know, trying to put forward each week? Yeah, that was my first game back at Senna this year. And I do benchmark that and I, I kind of told myself that that's a standard that I want myself to play at. Yeah, that um, I think it was uh, when you when you came through and you managed to pick up and put a bit of pressure on the on the kick chase there, and they dropped the ball and you picked it up and scored. But you've got to put yourself in those positions. Don't you? you can't just expect that sort of thing to happen. You've got to put yourself in the frame. There. Yeah, you got to work for it. You can't really wait, which is something I've learned over the years. You can't wait for things to happen. You've got to compete and make them happen. How are you finding playing on that left edge with um, Nick Hudson and Jack this season? Oh, I'm loving it. Uh, I feel like we're getting a good combination and fluency playing together, especially Nick. Uh, it's, it's like he knows everything I'm going to do. And if I do make a mistake, he's always there saving me. It's, it, I feel like we could get a really good, strong edge there. You guys are pretty close in age, aren't you? What's the age gap between you two? Uh, I think it's only five or six months. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So did you play football against each other growing up or with each other growing up? Uh, a few games here and there. He was in the age group above me. Yep. And every now and again, I would go up and play with him. And uh, I used to look up to him back in the day. He was always a lot taller than everyone else. And I was just thinking, oh, I just want to be like that. Because <laughs> I remember when you guys came through as juniors, you're like you were always like, um, in the same you know rep teams and you were you were making those like representative teams as well and things like that so you guys have you know been involved with each other for for a long time when it, when it comes to that and to bring that combination now into the NRL I mean that must be a, a pretty nice thing to have yeah especially between us two especially because uh, we played in the under 12s uh, ACT team that made history and made the grand final for the first time which was something very special and to be able to now run onto an NRL field with mm. him is it's unbelievable. Oh, I love it. We've, we've had Dorgerson, we've had we've had Leipan and maybe we can have Chris Rich or something like oh, that. We we'll, we'll work on that one. We'll work on that one. <laughs> <laughs> the, the goals made for the season now, obviously the big team ones are pushing together to try and make the, the top eight. Uh, I'm assuming that's that's the main focus now for the season is just being able to put some uh, wins together as a team. Yeah, it's always the goal to make the finals and obviously the grand final. Uh, for us as a team, it's just week in, week out. We, we're focused on the Dragons now and we need to win this one and then we'll go from there. Yeah, that's right. We'll talk about the Dragons now. You're listening to Behind the Lombard, thanks to OAC Digital. <laughs> Round 16 sees the Raiders up against the St George Illawarra Dragons down there at Wynn Stadium in Wollongong. Uh, the Dragons will be celebrating the 40th anniversary of the Steelers this week. The Illawarra Steelers, for those of you listening that are old enough to remember the Steelers, they came into the competition 
the same season as the Raiders did in 1982 and then since merged with St George Dragons to become the St George Illawarra Dragons. So nice to see a little bit of a correlation there, Loz, between the two. Obviously the Raiders are celebrating their 40th anniversary this year and uh, the Steelers, uh, well, the Dragons as the Steelers this weekend. Yeah, it'd be great. It's great to recognise that history considering we're both so in line in terms of the years and I think we've got retro in a few weeks too. So Yeah, it's actually against the Dragons, so we'll be coming up with some ideas uh, in and around that game, so uh, stay tuned to see what happens when we get closer. Uh, as we mentioned, Seb Chan's back in the in the side this weekend. Obviously, James Schiller out for a couple of weeks. Brave effort by him to stay on the field in that last few minutes against the Knights with that shoulder injury, wasn't it? Yeah, I saw him go down and I, I didn't know what happened. But then hearing about it after the game, I, I knew it was a very special effort and credit to him. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Josh Papali, he literally went on as the eighth interchange seconds before it happened. And then we had still had six minutes left in the game. For him to stay out there was a great effort. But um, yeah, he's hopefully back in a couple of weeks. But uh, Chan's back on the interchange bench. We've seen him um, alternate between there and fullback um, this season when he's came on. And, and obviously, as you said, he brings that calming influence, that experience into the team. Yeah, not, not too sure when he'll come on or anything like that. But I know when he comes on, he'll rip in. And it's good to go off the back of his hard carries and listening to his talk, it really helps everyone out on the field. Now, I know you're pretty tight with the, the fullback, uh, Xavier Savage. You guys are pretty close mates. And, uh, you know, people forget that he's a 19-year-old kid still. He's, um, he's still learning the game. And, but, geez, he's got some good touches when he, when, he, when he does. He does some things that other players can't do. Yeah, you know, I can't believe half the things he does. Uh, yeah, as you said, he is young. He's... He's got a great future in the NRL and it's good to see how he's handled playing week in, week out, especially at a key position like fullback. It's yeah. good to see, yeah. As a young player, I just love the way that he backs himself and if he makes a mistake, he just gets up and gets on with the job loss. He's, um, he seems unfazed by it and just, you know, pushes through and, and then contributes something else, which is which is really good to see in a young player. Yeah, I think it is. Um, yeah, if he makes an error or something, he's straight back in there and um, it's just so exciting to watch. He's just a great player and I can't wait to see him develop. Yeah, Jack White back in this week after uh, the forced layoff due to COVID and, you know, as I mentioned before, disappointing for Jack to miss that Origin game uh, in Perth, but um, having him back on your edge again, Seb, that's another huge inclusion. Um, I know Matt Frawley's done a great job there, but Jack White and obviously um, when you're one of the best players in the competition when he's at his best. Yeah, he is one of the best. I know that and I love playing outside of him. Just when he's running the ball or, or passing, he, he really does the wrong thing. He's always, he always knows what to do. And I love defending outside of him. I, I just non-stop hear him the whole game. It's good. <laughs> yeah. It helps me out a lot. And you know you don't have to, to um, you know you've got confidence on the inside too when he's defending inside. You know one really wants to run it in. Yeah, I know they're going one way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the rep players all backing up was, which is good to see. Um, as we mentioned, um, they all had really strong performances on the weekend. So good to see them all um, returning and, and backing up this weekend. Yeah, it's great to see them back up. Um, good to see they all got through injury-free too. And Papa didn't play 20 minutes in Origin. So hopefully that's a good thing for us. Yeah, it is a good thing for us. Perplexing for Queensland. They've only used him for about... Um, you know, 20 minutes um, just a game for the first two games, which is which is interesting. But um, yeah, we'll take it. We'll get him back nice and fresh and ready to go uh, this weekend. Now we talked about this, Loz, and said probably won't want to talk about it because obviously they're focusing on this game. But in terms of the context of the season, this is a huge game for us because we're currently two points behind the Dragons. 
we beat them on the weekend will be equal, but we'll be ahead of them on four and against. And with a bye coming up next week, um, you know, we could be in the top eight at the end of the weekend if results go our way. Yeah, position seven to eleven is super tight. Um, and yeah, if results go our way this week, we could go into eighth position. So to go into the bye with that, yeah, in the back of my mind, would be awesome. Yeah. Do you feel like another win heading into another bye said would be a big boost uh, and set you guys up for the back end of the season? Uh, yeah, because we know that if we win this weekend, that's automatically four points. So I'll be up to have looked at the ladder, I'd try not to. I just when Sticky tells us we're going to win, you know, <laughs> we, we can make that eight. That's, that's when I know we're close. Yeah. But yeah, it would give us a, it would give us confidence, and we'll also be calm and not not too sporadic in what we need to do. Yeah, the Dragons were very impressive in their last outing, so. Um, they're going to be no easy beats down there, and I think last time we played them down at Wollongong, um, or one of the last times we played them down there, Ben Hunt had the ball on a string. I think he kicked a rare 20-40 and a couple of 40-20s, so he's a player, Loz, that's going to be very dangerous, especially um, with if that wind is going one particular way, which it can do down there. Yeah, he's in such good form. I think he was leaving the podium when the votes went behind closed doors, so um, someone would definitely got to watch out for him. Yeah, he's kicking it incredible, and... Yeah, that um, the weather in Wollongong could do anything. So. Absolutely. Raiders and Dragons, 4.05pm, Wind Stadium in Wollongong on Sunday afternoon. All right, before we wrap up this week, it's time to get our podcast predictions time. Uh, Seb, this is where we get somebody to, we get everyone to try and pick something that's going to happen in the game. Last time we did the podcast, I was away, and Finn stepped in and he picked Hudson Young for a try. So, well done, Finn, and thank you for getting me a point. Uh, Rosie had Jack o White for a try, and Jack was a late scratching from the game, obviously, so that one didn't come through. Uh, and Zach Wolford picked Jamal Fogarty to score, um, which uh, didn't happen. So, uh, another point to me and none for you guys. So, Loz, what have you got for us this week? Let's back in Seb Chris for a try. I know him and Mokes are level on six tries each, so let's go for yeah, you. That's it. Well, that might be the, that might be the thing this week, the competition between two, Seb. Oh, yeah. What are you going to go for? I'm going to go with Nick for a double. Cool, Nick for a double, and you'll be instrumental in that yeah, if he does. Yeah. So a couple of try assists for Seb Chris. All right, well, if you're going to go for Seb to score, then I better go for his mate on the other side. I'll go for most to get one, and they'll both finish the weekend on seven tries apiece. So there we go. Uh, that's how it's going to pan out. Uh, thank you for everybody that's listening. Big thanks to Seb, uh, Sebastian, Chris for being a part of the podcast, mate, and good luck against Dragons this weekend. Thank you, and thanks for having me. No worries, and thank you, Loz. Thanks, Ben. Well done. Uh, don't forget, Beanie's for Brain Cancer Round. Get out there and buy your Mark Hughes Foundation beanie, and we'll catch you next week.